0: This is a -A WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are The Bride Ministries, We Are The Bride Radio, or We Are The Bride Television. Thank you. Hello Bride. Are you a writer? Or do you have a story to tell and maybe you need a little help with your writing? Well, go to Treehouse Publishers today. We can help you achieve your dream. Dreams come true in our house. Do you have a book just waiting in your spirit to come out and share with the world? Well, Treehouse Publishers will help you to achieve your dream. Write that book today. Sell your book in London, in Africa, and many other countries. Let your tree bear much fruit with Treehouse Today. Go to www.goTreehouse.org.
1: All right. What's the so place? Where are you actually located? I am
0: outside of Nashville. Where are you at
1: tonight? I am sitting in Belton, Texas, in between Austin and Dallas.
0: All right. Well, listen, I just want to, I would love for you to take a moment to pray uh, for the broadcast as people are signing on. So would you mind just dedicating this broadcast to the Lord tonight?
1: Father, we just dedicate this broadcast to you, Lord. Yes, Lord. And Father, I just thank you for what you're doing in America, but not only in America, but across In other nations and across the world. Yes. There's revivals breaking out. And Lord, thank you that your spirit is moving. Yes. And we thank you for this night. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Yay. Okay, listen, Rick, I would like for you to tell everybody a little bit about your ministry for a minute.
1: I'm having a little hard time hearing you. Hang on just a second. Let me turn.
0: All
1: right, say that again. I said, tell us a little bit about your ministry. Well, uh, we've been in full-time ministry for about 18 years. Wow. And, uh, we've been on the road of, uh, off and on for about 17, 16 of them years. And uh, we was pastors for five years and found out I wasn't a pastor. <laughs> Find out what you're not. Yeah. And so I out I wasn't a pastor. We just had revival for five years. <laughs> so our history, we believe in letting the Holy Ghost uh, move and yeah. amongst God's people. Yes. Um, we believe in letting him have full reign. And so that's where we just we just hook on with the Holy Spirit, and we just see where he takes us. Yeah. And there's been a lot of miracles and healing, revivals that have broke out over the years and we've been honored to host the longest one over a little over two years. Now where uh, which was in uh, the two year one? Yes. It was in um uh, it was in Highlands, Texas, which is right down by Baytown. Yes. East of Houston yes. off of 10. At Restoration Church.
0: Yeah.
1: Dr. Phil Morris. Yes. You know, I went there to preach on a Sunday morning, and the Holy Ghost just took over for the next, for, for two years. Wow. And so, and so I dates. Uh, we canceled some dates, and uh, so I learned from that, don't book too far out, because uh, if you book too far out sometimes, and uh, revival breaks out when you're a revivalist, then you got to start canceling dates. So, <laughs> we've learned this is what the Holy Ghost is saying, Amen. Yes. Now, listen.
0: I would like for you to talk to us about the tent ministry. Uh, tell us when is the first time that you was involved uh, where you had your uh, tent.
1: The first time, yeah. The first time was in a little town of Normandy, which is where's Normandy, Texas. Well, it's right out of uh, Madisonville. Off of forty-five. Yeah. And so we started. We started with a little bitty uh, green tent, which held probably about seventy-five people. Oh. And uh, I had I had to make uh, tent stakes for that. And the gentleman that helped me make tent stakes, he's went on to be with the Lord. His name was Claude. He was an awesome man of God, and he knew how to make them tent stakes. So that's what, that's how we got started. That was our first tent. Yes. Well, uh, It was in Normandy, Texas, and God God just broke out and and, uh, moved in a great way. A lot of people got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and uh, uh, they were on fire for God. Amen? Yes, amen.
0: Now, let me ask you a few questions. I'm going to glean off of your uh, experience with tent revivals tonight. And listen, I just want to say to all you revivalists out there, if you have a question that you would like for Rick to answer, we would be happy to address those questions tonight about tent revivals. Okay, now, Rick, um, when it comes to doing a tent revival, what all should a minister
1: consider? Well, first of all, you gotta be you gotta know that you're called to do that. Really? Why? To do to do a tent revival. Why is that what's the deal? Well, doing tent revival? Uh June, I'm losing you. Uh hang on just a second. There's something going on here. Okay. And can you hear me? Yes. Can take take my phone off of uh off of the internet here. You're going to lose me for a minute. We're going to have to have a break here. Okay, go
0: ahead. That's fine. You can call back. Hello, Pastor Carrie. What's up, Prophet Carrie? Hey, he is talking to us tonight about tent revivals. I think I need to make a... um, Yes, let me put that on the title here so that the revivalists out there, if you have any questions about tent revivals...
1: He
0: will
1: be able to help you. We back. All right, we back. I think. Yes, I can hear you. Uh, Is this better? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was getting a weak signal on that other one, and so anyway, you were asking uh, the question uh, about how do you get into into uh, tent uh, ministry? Yes, sir. Is that the question? Yes. How you get started? Well, first of all, like I said, you got to uh, know that you're called to be an advantage to the tents. To do a tent revival, to to ha- to do to preach out in the tent, Is because there's a lot of obstacles you'll come against if you're not really? called. If you're like what? Well, first of all, it's a lot of work, June. Is it? It's a lot of work. Everybody sees sees me preaching on stage. Uh, but they don't see the work that goes into it. And so it's a lot of work. You have to get permits from the city if you do it inside the city. Okay. Uh, sometimes you come against uh, uh, mayors that don't want you come into their city. What? Yeah, they don't want you preaching the gospel in their city. Wow. Yeah, we have that going on in America. Wow. Uh, so... You have to pull a permit if you're in the city. And so if they let you, and you you do find a place in the city, then they want to know, you know, the address, of course, where you're going to be putting it up. And then most of the time, the tent's got to be fireproof. And you have to have a certificate for that. The tent has to be fireproof. And then on top of that, you gotta have liability. Oh Entry. no. Yes. In case there's an accident. Wow. But we do believe in healing the
0: sick.
1: But we do believe in healing the sick. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> we believe that God does Amen. Yes, amen and so you the question was how do you get started well first of all you got to know that you're called let's yeah. just recap it. and then you gotta know how to put up the tent have you ever put it up up a tent you need to get with people that know how to put up a tent if you never put one up and you're just getting started for the young advantages out there uh i consider myself real young still yeah and uh, uh for the ones that are just getting started uh, they need to get with someone that's done it before you know.
0: How many so, does it take to put a tent up?
1: It depends on the size. Oh, okay. You know, like the one, the little, the, the tent that I have is a 40 by, the one I have, the little one I have, of course, I bought, uh, where we just bought, purchased a uh, Shambox tent. Yay! And of course, I want to say right now, I want to, since I mentioned the Shambox tent, it's not so much about whose tent it's about what God wants to do. Yes. What I want to say is that there's a lot of people that made that happen. Oh. And I just want to, I want to give a shout out to the people that made it happen.
0: Oh. Uh,
1: there particularly people that really made it happen, our, our partners. Uh, there was an apostle down in Dickinson, Texas that really helped us. Aww. And also over in the islands. Um, they, they helped a lot financially. Yes. And so i just give a shout out to them people that helped. There's a lot that went into it, and we're still working on the process. We do
0: have a question from one of the viewers. He wants to know, where are you based out of?
1: I am based out of Belton, Texas. Oh, okay. Okay. Home Church Cornerstone.
0: Okay. Now, what happens if a ministry wants to bring you in to do a tent revival? What is the logistics of that what's the process next
1: well first of all well they have to contact us of course yeah then we'll uh if they want revival i'm willing to come but if they just want to do another meeting i'm not into just doing another meeting under a tent if they want to see revival in their in their city uh then call me get on my webpage, and uh we'll talk amen yeah uh I've been through all of that. Just come in, set up a tent. It's a lot of work, but if you're ready for you to see revival move in your city and in your not only in your church but in the city and in the county, yeah. you're calming. we're ready to do it. Now, we, are we? Have,
0: are you strictly held to Texas, or are you willing to go anywhere?
1: Oh no, we had to tent up out in California uh, oh, okay. last May. Oh, okay. out in California. Yeah. Uh, we we uh we we've been all over the United States with it. Because
0: you actually have a bus yourself. You're in your bus right now, right? Matter of
1: fact I'm sitting in my bus right Yay! now in Belton. And not only that, I'm sitting in one of uh Jack Cole and AA a. A. Allen's chair. Wow. The wooden chair I'm sitting in tonight? Belonged to, to Jack Cole. Those, for the viewers that's watching, they don't know who Jack Cole was. He was an old revivalist. Yes. And then um, when he went on to be with the Lord, A.A. Um, A. Allen bought, bought these chairs. And then they ended up in Shambox hands. Wow. So the chair I'm sitting in uh, did sit under Jack Cole's tent and also A.A. A. Allen's and R.W. Shambox. Wow! So now they're gonna sit under a gated Trump and whoever is involved, you know, with the, with the people that we're yeah. involved with.
0: Well, you've got to feel honored to be in that genealogy. It's got to be amazing.
1: I had the honors to meet one of the greatest revivals. I thought, and I know they were all great. Anybody that does uh, is working for the Lord is is anointed by them, and if you're called, you know you're called and and um, I had the honors to actually sit down with Shambach in his office many years ago. Oh, Sure. And that was an honor because I love to sit down with people like that and pick their brain. Yes. What was it that made you do what you did? You know, I know it was a call, but uh, what was it that you kept doing and kept going as long as you did? Right. So, I honor them people that went before us because that's what we have today, you know? Yes. Okay. And this country's...
0: Another question and this- I have about the tent ministry. What is Is there a difference of having services in a tent versus having services inside of the four walls of a church? I would think there's a difference, but can you tell us? Well,
1: Jean... Uh, you've asked a hard question there, and I'll answer it. Uh, as I have traveled over the years, and not that I know it all, my God, I don't. I don't claim to know it all. I just follow the Holy Ghost and do whatever He does. He does. But to answer your question, to, revivals have broke out in churches that we God has used us to break revivals out in churches. And and I'm just going to put it in the nicest way as I can. To, the longer it went, the more the pastor wanted to put their thumbprint on what God was doing. Not that we don't honor pastors, because we do. God bless every one of them. Yeah. We honor. Uh, to be in authority, you got to be under authority. Yeah. I believe that. And, uh, and so, um, but uh, in the church, when revival breaks out, I would say probably 98% of the time, it ends up um, with flesh being involved in it. The verses, the when it breaks out under the tent, there's more freedom. Yeah, uh, the Holy Ghost has more uh, freedom. Not to say that Holy Spirit don't have freedom in the uh, in the churches, but he does, but to a certain extent, you know. And, there, and there's some churches wanting to let the Holy Spirit move. Right. I've had churches call me and say, "Hey, can you come in? But we don't want all of this laughter and and." Uh, And all of this laughing and crying going on. I said, "Well, I have no control over that. When the Holy Ghost breaks out, he breaks out." Yeah. No, but there's a lot of churches that need a lot of laughter right now. Yeah. And so, uh, so versus church uh, revivals breaking out in the church and under the tent. Under the tent, you'll have more people coming because you got people driving by. They said, "Wait a minute, what's going on there?" Here's a good example right here. Uh, I was doing a tent revival, I guess uh two years ago in Highlands, Texas, which was back down with Dr. Phil Morris. And uh I was preaching and this man was riding his bicycle down the road and uh he was going to the store to get a loaf of bread. On the way back, he said something just grabbed him. He just pulled right in and sitting and wasn't and sitting on the back roll of the tent. When I gave the after call he ended up giving his life to Jesus. And on fire for God. And now and now he's on fire for God. Aww. The fire of the whole city. And, you know, he got to give his life to the Lord. He got filled with the Spirit. And, my God, here he is. He's on fire for God. So you see the difference? We'd have yeah. been in the church him driving his bicycle by. He'd have never, you know, there's some people that will never dart the doors of the four walls. Yes. So the difference is, I believe. One of the greatest revivals that's going to hit America, and we're right at the door of it right now, uh, is going to break out beyond the four walls. Yeah. Uh, I'm hearing more of tent revivals coming back more and more.
0: Yeah. I am, too. I'm
1: seeing a lot. You know, uh, years ago, you didn't, it kind of faded away, you know, Uh, after the, I guess after the 50s, 60s, and 70s, uh, uh, then we got into in the 80s i guess we got into the teaching and knowing in the light and whatever the case may be but uh, what was is going to be again it's on it's on a greater scale what i'm saying by that is that what RW Shambach and AA Allen walked in and all the created miracles it's even going to be on a greater level this one is yeah this revival i'm talking about and we're right at the door of it we really are things are shaking Rocking and rolling, and God's allowing it to. Yeah. Rock and roll. He's allowing it. And yes. Then, uh, we gotta get back to the basics. We gotta get back to allowing the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit, and quit trying to. Not uh, be the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Just, just let if he wants to break out in laughter, let him break out in laughter. Yeah. Sometimes I take the pulpit and laughter just breaks out. Sometimes I take the pulpit and. Uh, and uh, there's silence. Sometimes I take the pulpit and there's demons manifesting. Right. And I ain't said a word, but Jesus, you know. So anyway.
0: Well, I uh, just wanted to
1: God testify. is God.
0: I want to testify about my experience with Rick Ross and Sherry. When I went with them one time when they was doing a revival, I forgot what the name of that church was, but I saw with my eyes. The glory of the lord and i I told Rick afterwards I was like rick i i I forgot exactly what I told you, but it was something like I have seen uh a for real 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 evangelist like it was so amazing just watching you operate in the gifts it was um I don't even know how to explain it, Brad, but it was, it was really supernatural. It was really amazing. And I just, uh, can't wait for people to see, uh, more of that in the church, you know, like, uh, worldwide where people will just allow him to be who he is, you know?
1: Amen. And that's, and that's where we got to get. We, we've, we have pushed the Holy Spirit out of our churches, and, and I've heard pastors say we don't want the Holy Spirit. You know, we don't want to freak people out. And I was like, man, some people need to get freaked out. You know, <laughs> you know we we can go to yeah, we go to on. church and, and put You know, and so if you if you let if you take the Holy Spirit out of the church, you're more or less kicking Jesus out.
0: That's right, because you can't Amen. you can't
1: you can't um, you can't separate the two. They're one.
0: That's right. Amen. So, amen. I would like, I would like for you to take a few minutes, uh, to share. I'm going to ask you a few questions. Okay. Number one, what is the most amazing thing that you have experienced in the tent ministry?
1: Well, uh, been a lot let's see the most amazing thing uh well the most amazing thing is someone giving their life to jesus yes that's the greatest miracle of all that's eternal yes but i'll tell you why i think it was galveston texas and i'll tell you why why We had probably, and I'm going to be careful here, not stretch this at all. We probably had 75 people get get saved and baptized. Oh. We had the tent set up at the school. Yes. And uh, we had some we had ministers around in that area coming together with us. we had Apostle Nathan with me preaching. Yes. And some other That was the church. The...
0: That was the one where I was with you
1: at yes. Yes. In Dickinson, Texas, that's his church. Yes, he's he is the pastor, the apostle of that church. Yes. And I'm gonna tell you what, it's a blowing and a going. Uh the Holy Spirit is flowing. Uh it's nothing like you'd ever believe uh see. Oh and when you walk, when you pull up in the parking lot you know that you walked under an open heaven.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: And so anyway, getting back to Galveston. Yes. Galveston was about 75 people that we baptized in the ocean. Oh, it was awesome. just great. It was a great turnout. It really was. God just really showed up and showed off. And not, and, uh, not only that, there's a lot of people that made that happen, Judy. Yes. Dr. Judy Laird was one of the main leaders. Yes. I don't know, if you know her. Yes. Uh, she was one of the main leaders that spearheaded that for us. Yeah. And we then up on the school parking lot. Yeah. In Galveston. Yeah. Did you hear what I said? We said the school parking lot. Yes. And so that was God right there. Yeah, it was. Just to say, the school parking lot to preach God, to preach the kingdom of heaven. Yes, Lord. You know, when they don't. Prayer in school, and they don't want this in school, and they want to kick Jesus out of our public schools. Right. But yet they let me put up a gospel there. You know, so that's God. Yeah. And, and uh, so that that's one of our memorable ones. Another one was uh, when a little boy couldn't walk, uh, and uh, God healed him, and he could walk. He couldn't. He was he couldn't walk, so uh, hey, he was a cripple, and God uh, straightened his legs out. And uh, I can't remember everything about it. Uh, Maybe, Sherry, can you help me? Uh, My wife's sitting here with me. I don't remember all that. Uh, But anyway, it was an awesome miracle. Now, there was another miracle that really sticks out in my mind, but it didn't happen under the tent. It was last year. And I want to bring this up to give God the glory. Yes. This happened in Carolina, in Hartford, South Carolina, last year. Uh, There was a, a young man there. A young kid there uh, that I called out of sickness; his hand was crippled and twisted up, and God straightened his hand out and his fingers.
0: Oh!
1: It was amazing what God did. I bet. Realized. But we're, uh, we're moving into have a season. I you
0: have seen the look on his
1: face. I oh, should have seen the look on the on the on the on the, on the people on the people's uh, face in the church. Oh, I, you know, I bet. Some of the videos on my webpage, No, Facebook page. Facebook page. I'm sorry. Some of that videos on my Facebook page. Oh, uh, you go there.
0: Well, so God was here. Rick, will you tell everybody what is your website? How can they find you on Facebook? And do you have somewhere where they can donate into your ministry? And Sherry, if you mind yes. putting the donate link uh, in the comments.
1: Okay, well, first of all, you can go to my webpage, to Triumph, and uh, we're uh to give when you go to Triumph dot com, there's a button you can push to give okay to PayPal, and that's how that's how you can do that. yeah, yeah, and uh, we're really uh, since we're on that subject, you know of course, we're about to fix in the just moving into October. Uh, we're going to be doing a tent revival starting on the 14th. Where? In Highlands with Dr. Phil Morris for a week.
0: Yay, that's
1: awesome. With the Mestorial Alliance there in the, in the Highlands. What? Not only that, not only that, all the most of the pastors in that town have come together. Every denomination is wow. going to be under this tent. That's awesome. And it's a common cause. To reach the city they want to reach their city that's awesome that is very rare yeah very, very rare for all the pastors the different dominations come together yes to watch a holy ghost filled person preach because I'm not gonna get into the doctrine for it but yeah praise God they want to see a move yeah in their city they want to see their city cleaned up they yes. want to see the drug addicts come in yes. They want to see them get and filled with the Holy Ghost yes and so the ones that come in, we're gonna plug them into the church. And that's on the 14th of October, going to the 20th. But then we have a harvest crusade with uh Faith for Life Church. Okay. Down in Dickinson, Apostle Nathan Salon. Yeah. And here and here's the uh here's the flyer of it. We got different speakers. If can you see this? Yeah. Uh, this is about the harvest. This is about bringing in. So, just like the same one over in Islands, but this one's going to be geared a little longer. It's going to start on Halloween night. It's going to start on Halloween night, and um, it's going to go all through November. Wow. I'm hoping. I'm believing it's going to go in through some of December. Amen. Yes. And so, there's different speakers coming. There's different speakers coming. Apostle Nathan will be kicking it off. I'll be ministering. There'll be some other ministers out of. There's a minister out of Dallas coming, and um, a minister out of uh, Florida coming. Is it going to be uh, in your new tent? Going to be under Shambox tent.
0: Wow, that's awesome! Yeah. I love so it that's because the because re- of the name of it. What's that? I love it because of the name of the
1: conference. Well, this one here is the Harvest Crusade. I know. Yeah, he it's was more about so, the
0: harvest.
1: That's it. There is a harvest coming in. I believe there's a harvest coming in. Not only that, there's going to be uh when that harvest comes in, there's going to be a that harvest is going to bring another harvest in. And I believe that will usher in King Jesus. I really do. Okay, we have a question from a viewer.
0: Are you ready? They want to- Ready. What do you think it will take for tent revivals to pop up all over
1: again? What will it take? It's a real simple answer. It will take the Holy Spirit to do it. That's what it's going to take. We're allowing the Holy Spirit to be Holy Spirit. Allowing him to have free reign. And so getting back to the pastors, the pastors, I love pastors. Don't get me wrong. Uh, they are who they are, and we need them. Yeah. We need pastors in the local church in the local ta- uh, cities, uh, but most of them don't understand evangelists. Evangelists, we're uh, going out winning souls. Uh, most of them understand giving someone a track, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, and so God's got to change a mindset there with with our pastors. Um. Uh, to reach out more to the city. Yeah. Uh, my God, I I just went every time I go to a city, I, I count churches, and we seem like we got churches on every corner, but I then know. we got drug dealers them. What's something's wrong with that? And what's wrong with that is that we're not letting the Holy Ghost be the Holy Ghost, We're yeah. not reaching out to our community. Yes. And then we wonder, we got all this violence and all of this crime going on in our city. Preach it. And nobody. The only body that's gonna gonna stop the crime in your city is Jesus Christ. That's right. Amen. And they've been through most of them can quote the Bible to you. And uh, they can uh, they've been through so many programs themselves, they can they can have a program. Yeah. Uh I'm talking about drug dealers and the prostitutes. And they go through these programs and up back out on the street. So they're they're not getting they're, they're not making any headway. And so when you put up a tent in a city, it gets people's attention. It gets the drug dealer's attention. And um, that's good. Uh, so we have to let the Holy Ghost move on them. Yes. What's the Bible? Say? The Bible says the Spirit of God will draw them. The Spirit of God will draw them. It's up to you to preach the kingdom of heaven and let God do his job. Yes. Now,
0: Working let me through- ask you this. Do you remember back in the days when they used to have those old brush arbor revivals? Now, when they did those brush arbors, wasn't it with tents or what? Do you remember? Most of of them were, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I feel like is coming back.
1: Well, God is, uh, there's been a shift in the spirit as well as in the natural and God's had to do that to align the church into proper alignment to get us into proper alignment so the heavens of, the heavens can really be open to what open up what we're really doing yeah, and what we're really doing as long as we're doing our thing, we'll never be in proper alignment with heaven. We have to understand one thing: Jesus sent the Holy Spirit here to guide us to teach us and to lead us into all truth. yes. We have to let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit. And I want to emphasize that real big because without him, we're nothing. Yes. Amen. He is a person. Yes, he is. He's not somebody floating around. He is a person. Yes. And churches in America need to get to know him. Yes. Hey, as long as we're on this this subject about drug dealers and stuff, I was down in uh, I love our friends there in Louisiana, uh, Warren and, and and his wife yes uh, yeah uh we have took the 10 in there several times but we have put the 10 up right down in drug alley downtown baton rouge twice and they were a major god used them to be a major to open up a major door there with some people and we put that tent right down on ground zero, downtown Baton Rouge. Wow. And guess, guess who watched over my tent at night? Who? Hey. The drug, the head drug dealer did. Wow. He sat, across, he sat across from the tent every night and listened to us preach. And he come over one night and he says, how much longer are you going to be here? And we told him. And he says, well, the last night I want to come. Oh. Drug dealer. Now, two weeks before, no, it was three days before we put the tent up. In that particular spot, there was two murders on that corner. Where wow. I the tent up. Oh. So we're going into the devil's camp when right. we put these tents up, And that's where God wants us. Yes. Bring in the drug dealers. Yeah. What are they going to look like? Amen. You know, the next. Of preachers ain't gonna look like a preacher. They're gonna have tattoos, they're gonna have whatever the case may be, yeah. but God they're gonna be on for God. Right. You know, they're gonna be bringing the harvest in. God is looking for warriors right now. Yes. There's no time to back up and read it's no time to sit down and pout and be offended with each other. We need to come together, yes and bring a harvest in for the kingdom of God. I- Quit building our kingdom and build God's kingdom.
0: Yes, we have another question. Uh, It says, do you see the remnant leading the tent revivals
1: to come? Some, I do. Uh, When you talk about the remnant, there is a remnant. It's come forth. It's coming forth. Yeah, some of them will. Some of them will. There'll be apostolic hubs uh, teaching people how to move in the glory, move with the Holy Spirit. That's another thing that we're doing. We're teaching the younger generation. How to cooperate and how to move with the Holy Spirit. How to hear hear from the Holy Ghost. Uh, just it's uh, to be still and and listen, you know. And I always tell my the younger generation we do are these. We do glory schools and uh, just got through doing one out in Childress. And I tell them all the time. I said, Have you ever had an umption in the in the pit of your stomach to do something? And they said, Yeah. I said, well, lots of times that's the Holy Spirit telling you, giving you that unption to go and do what he's telling you to do. That's one way of, of knowing. Yeah. That if you have an umption in, in the pit of your stomach and saying, hey, go do this, we've all had it from time to time, and a lot of us just push it to the side and think it's nothing. But if you're a born-again believer, he's going to give you that umption to do something. He's going to give you in the pit of your stomach, you're going to feel that little, well, I think I'm supposed to do this. That's the Holy Spirit. You need to listen to it. Right. Many times.
0: Yes. Now, Rick, I would like for you to talk to America, uh, to the country, uh, to all people, ministers and not. And if you could talk to them about the country, what advice would you give them? Would you give them a warning or... Or would you encourage
1: them, or would you correct them, or what? What are you thinking? Well, I'm an encourager. I believe Jesus come and brought the good news. Now, there's no doubt. I'm not putting my head in the sand. There's no doubt. There's things going on in our country, and we need to pray. Uh, the best thing for the body of Christ to do is quit pointing fingers and get on our, and start praying for the for our country. Yeah, so that's what we we need to pray in the Holy Spirit. And let the Holy Spirit pray through us for our country. Pray for our president. Pray for all of our leaders. Pray for uh, uh, our uh, law enforcement and all of that. You know, in, in in every in every situation, in the law enforcement and or even down in the, to the firefighters or whatever the case may be, or in people in D.C. You know, you always have a group of people that's not going to be standing upright like they should. Yes. And, I know there's a great battle for this country, for this nation. I was born in this country, this nation. I love it. It's one of the blessed, it is one of the blessed countries that you'll ever come to. Yes. But yet, I me mean, is trying to take it out. And I'm not going to get into all of that. But I know God is God. And God says the earth is His in the fullness of it. And so. The scripture says it's God and, and, and the earth is his and the fullness of it. I'm just paraphrasing it. So what God really did, he leased it to man. And uh, we're not doing too good right now. Yeah. Uh, it belongs to him, but he leased it to us. He says, Adam, you have dominion. You take authority. Uh, you, you name the animals. I believe I'm correct on that. And uh, you have dominion in the earth <clears throat> as believers we haven't really took dominion in this country or we have backed up closed our doors and have shut down brought all our blinds down and said oh we don't want to get involved in that instead we need to stand up and and tell them what the bible says and yeah. what the word of god says. so getting to this the basic of it uh god's got his hand on this country i don't care what people are saying Yes, are we going to endure some things? Yes, we will. Uh, and I don't want to get into that. I see things coming that's going to shake this country, but I also see a great revival long, running parallel with it. Yeah, I do too. I so, see it uh, coming
0: together, definitely.
1: There's the greatest harvest of souls that's already started, even in foreign countries. It's going on right now. And um, there's going to be a great harvest in this nation. Yes. Uh, if God has to send people from other nations, and He's already doing that, yeah. Uh, we get out of our air-conditioned churches. We need to reach our city. Yes, you're not going to reach a city being locked up in a building. Open. Yes, there's a time. There's a time to pray. Then it's time to put your feet to your prayer. Yes, amen. And we're in that time. You know, uh, I believe in prayer. Prayer moves heaven, moves the, the Father's hand, but. Then it comes a time you got to put your, your feet to the prayer. Yes. When well, go into the Rick,
0: city. I don't know if you've seen all the people I've interviewed this past week, but I'm noticing a pattern that all of them just about are in some form of ministry where they're calling the church out, uh, where they're doing things outside the church and pulling crowds to out, you know, like, Uh, baptisms out here uh, going and uh, carrying the cross in different locations and all this kind of stuff so um, I think this is all part of God's plan to pull the church to go out and evangelize cities and it's not the time to cower down amen
1: no it's not Um, uh, yeah you're going to see more of that I believe uh, God has been trying to start it in the church, get you know people to go out from the church and and do things. Uh, yeah, you're going to see more of that. You're going to see more of uh, house meetings, I think. Uh, there's a lot of house meetings going on. Yes. Uh, I know there's some pastors that don't like house meetings. So I'm not going to get into that. You know, it's just that if it works, it works. You know, do it. If God is in it, then you're in it. And I've always said this, if God is in it, I want to be in it. <laughs> All right, but if God ain't in it, I'll be the first one to pack my bags and get on the bus and leave or get on the airplane and go home yes amen and so uh I guess that what I'm trying to say at this stage of my life right now, I just wanna uh, I want be where there's a move of God I want to be not only be be there but I want to be a part of it uh, and God has allowed me to do that, but i'm still I'm still reaching for a deeper deeper place well
0: I have got another question before we pray and end the broadcast I want to ask you Rick because I've known you for a few years now I want to ask you before you die what is your heart's desire that you want to see with your natural eyes what do you as a revivalist of your uh, stature
1: what, what, what do you want to see before you die? What I want to see before I die? I want to see a move of God that this country has never seen. That's the first thing. And the next thing I want to see, I want to teach the younger generation to move in the power of God. So you want to mentor the younger generation? I want to mentor the younger generation. 'Cause there you know, we talk about the power, and we talk about this, and we talk about that, but nobody's doing it. I know. Now, there is people that I'm in that I'm connected to that is moving in power. They're moving in the in the in the signs, miracles, signs and wonders. And their ministry is uh God is really using these people. And there are people out there that's moving in the power. But I would say probably ninety seven percent of Americans they just talk about it but nothing ever gets done. People come to come into church sick and they leave sick. They come in disgusted, they leave disgusted. They come in oppressed and they leave oppressed. Something's wrong, June? Yeah. And it ain't God. We got to let God be God. What I mean by that, we got to see more of uh, We got to move in the realm that William Branham moved in. And what I mean by that, Branham could uh, he could tell you so—you tell you your social security number, your birthday, and what sickness was in your body, you know? Yeah. Uh, does people know their birthdays and do they know uh, their social security number? Sure they do. But when you come to a place that people don't know you and you start calling out their social security numbers and their birthdays and the sickness in their body, now you got their attention. And so the miracle signs and wonders right now are for the unbeliever. The church should believe uh, they should believe that there are signs, miracles and wonders, so it should it, I've seen God move on an unbeliever quicker than he does people in the church.: Yeah, yeah. It's because that unbeliever he doesn't know so God's going to move on him quickly. I've seen more miracles under the tent than I have in the church. Wow, that was going to be one of my questions, Jeff. Yeah. And there, you know, there is churches, like I say, there is churches that we're involved in that are moving in Miracle Signs and Wonders. And it's, it's, you know, uh, it's all about, at the end of the day, it's all about uh, bringing God's people into the kingdom. When Jesus come on the scene, when he was baptized by, by John, he came, on, He was led into the wilderness. Yeah. When he come out of the wilderness, the first thing he says, repent for the kingdom of heaven. Is at hand. So, how close is your hand tonight? How close is your hand tonight? Yes, very close. It's close. That's how close the kingdom. Not only the kingdom is that close, but the kingdom's in you. Yes. That's Jesus a question about that, and He told him. He said the kingdom's in you. So when Jesus come on the scene, they wanted to kill Him. Who is this guy? They're saying that He can do all of this, and they wanted to kill Him, and He walked right through the crowd, they wouldn't even recognize him. And you can imagine, who is this King Jesus? Who is this Jesus that's doing this? Yeah. Well, this Jesus that we're talking about, he can have you walk right through your problem instead of being hung up at your problem. That's that's what I'm bringing out tonight, and that is that when Jesus come on the scene, they had never seen anybody operate the way he operated. We're about to see some people operate on a level like Jesus operated. Come on, yes, Lord. And that's going to fix a lot of pastors out. I'm telling you. Yes, right now. yeah. And so a lot of people are hung up on their problems. They're hung up on this and hung up on that. We need to be hung up on Jesus. Yes, Amen.
0: Well, now listen, Rick. If you get anything from the Holy Ghost, you are free to operate. Just know that. <laughs> yeah. On my broadcast, well, I would... you're always pray to pray. But anyways, uh, I would like for you to uh, pray for the bride, and then I would love for you to allow us to pray for you.
1: All right. Um, so you're in uh, Nashville still? Yes,
0: sir. I'm going to D.C. Monday.
1: Okay. So how, I want to ask you a question yes. before we pray. How's things going in Nashville? Uh, really
0: good. (laughs) Really good, I guess.
1: You guessed. You got to know. Well, I'm
0: not, I'm not, uh, I stay in the house all the time.
1: Okay. I'm not out. All right. right. Well, Father, we just lift up the body of Christ tonight that's watching and those that are not watching. And Father, you know right where they're at. Yes, Lord. I thank you. I thank you for that one that is that is under uh, a tormenting spirit. I break its assignment yes. in the name of Jesus. One particular person is going to that's going to watch this, or maybe is watching this. That's been under a great distress from a demonic power. I break that assignment right yes. now in the name of Jesus. I break its assignment and I command it to lose its. hope. yes, come on, in Jesus, yes. in the Holy Ghost will ever, in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. And Father, I thank you for the ones that will watch this video, or uh, this live cast later on, that Father God, as they watch it, Lord, that Father God, you will touch them right where they're yes. at. And I thank you for great nation, Lord. Lord, we know that there's a lot of uh, changes going on, Father, but Lord, I know that your hand is up on America. Yeah. And I know, Father God, we go through some things that you're going to be right there. And Lord, I thank you for it. I thank you for the greatest revival that America is about to ever see, is right here at our door, and I thank you for it, Lord. Yeah. I thank you for the Spirit, and I give you the glory for it, in Jesus' name. Amen. You don't
0: know this, but one of my friends on here has been tortured by a demon, and when when you said that, I was like, "Yes, Lord, call it out and cancel that thing in Jesus' name." Yeah, you know who I'm talking about that's watching, too. I am so thankful for the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Okay, let me pray for you, sir. I'll be honored. Okay, bride, look, you know, when we have these ministers on here, we have the honor of partnering with heaven for them, and we all get to come together in unity uh, for him to be successful in his ministry, him and his wife. So let's pray. Lord. We just come together as the bride across the world, Lord, no matter what day they're watching this today or in the future, that we come together in unity for Rick Ross and Sherry Ross and their ministry, Gate of Triumph Ministries, Lord. We pray, God, for success in every area, Lord, blessing them in all aspects of this ministry. Thank you for blessing them with such an awesome tent, with the rich heritage, with the power of the Holy Ghost there with the words that have been spoken, just the uh, frequencies of faith that have been captured in that tent, in the fabric of the tent. Lord, it's no small thing that Rick Ross is the one that got this, Lord. And, Lord, it's because you know his heart, Lord, His the fire on the inside of his heart for revival, God. And we just thank you for men like him that is in our country. That have the fire and the passion to see uh, America, to see the Earth come alive with revival, Lord, and come alive with uh, being revitalized in who they are in Christ and being uh, people being transformed and saved and healed and filled and and families coming back together, Lord, and people being restored with hope and and living again, Lord. We just thank you that He has. Dedicated his life, Lord, for your mission and for your purposes in the earth, Lord. So we ask, God, that you give this man everything he needs, Lord, paying off every debt, Lord, giving him intercessors, people that will partner with his uh, ministry, Lord, all the technology he needs, Lord, uh, and favor with all the government when he goes to acquire all of the uh permits and everything that he needs in all these cities lord and we just partner with heaven lord because he goes in all these territories lord with all of these principalities and powers and he's having to battle all those at the same time that he has to battle with uh the government and whatnot lord so we just pray strength in his body lord healing in his body from the top of his head to the soles of his feet and sherry too lord and Lord, for Sherry, Lord, being the beautiful wife that she is so supportive of her husband, Lord, I ask you, Lord, as a woman, to give her her heart's desire. Lord, she gives up her life for a man, for his vision and his calling. And Lord, you know, all the little beautiful things that she likes as a woman, clothes and, and flowers and flowers, All the different things that women like, Lord. And I ask that you grant it unto her. And Lord, bless her in every way, Lord. Thank you for the friends that Rick and Sherry have gained over the years, Lord. And bless them in all the areas that they go into with strategic contacts, Lord. And we just thank you and give you praise for this ministry. And we pray that every bit of it will be successful. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen.
0: Well,
1: Thank you, June. I love you, brother, and I love you too, I Sherry. You too. And uh, love you. She says she loves you too. I don't know if you heard her, but I want uh, before we go off air. You know, um, if you notice I haven't been on Facebook much? I'm backed away from it. Uh, God told me to, and this is the first interview I've done in quite some time. I mean, I've did little snippets, uh, but. uh, the reason I backed off of it is because the Lord has wanted me to spend more time with him, but uh, getting back to not only that we're on Facebook uh, that you can give at our webpage, but we're also on, uh, on Instagram and uh, you can get, you can, uh, when you go to Instagram, it's, uh, it's Rick and Sherry. And, (laughs) And then on Twitter it's Revival Rick. So we're on the, on Twitter and Instagram too. Yes. Uh, not Facebook, and uh, we want to get the gospel out. It's not about us. We want to get the kingdom of yeah. what God is, what He's going to do in America, because God's going to do great things in America. He already is. Yeah. But, but we're going to sit on a scale we never seen it on before. I agree. And I'm excited about that.
0: Yes. Really Me too. And I want to say this about Twitter to all of you ministers out there: you need to be on Twitter. Because when Donald Trump became president, Twitter went like this, pew, out the roof, uh, where a lot of main business communication takes place. Basically, it's like the official communications of social media. So I suggest doing Twitter. And then uh, Instagram is very popular because Instagram is based on pictures. So Instagram is a great way, plus your Facebook page. So, yes, Rick, I just want to thank you so much. And uh, while we're on here, I'm going to be a little bit selfish. Would you please pray for me going to D.C.?
1: Yes, i had forgotten about this. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I really want to when I was praying. Father God, Lord, we just lift up Dr. June Knight. And she goes to D.C., Father God. Lord, I'm asking that she will see something that she had never seen before uh, in D.C. that you're doing. Because, Lord, you are moving in D.C. I don't care what the media is saying. I don't care what uh, Fox News is saying or or CBS or NBC or what all they're saying. Lord, I agree with the president. It's all a bunch of It's fake news anyway. Yeah. But, Lord, I thank you that June will see something that she's never seen. And that, Father God, I thank you that the angel of God is with her. And when she goes to D.C., she'll see great and marvelous things. Yes. Father, I thank you for this. I ask that you grant it to her by the mighty power of the Holy Spirit yes. in Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Amen. Thank you. Favor, 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 favor. Yes. June, when you got favor, you ask for more favor. Yes. And when it's raining, you say, Lord, let it rain some more.
0: <laughs> yes. Thank you, Rick, because I value your prayers so much. I really do. I'm very
1: thank thankful for it. Thank you. And uh, I want to give a shout-out. I don't know who's watching tonight, to all of our friends. Yes. Who's ever watching, who's going to watch later on. But I just want to thank our, our partners. And I want to thank for the people down in um, Dickinson in Highlands, Texas, for helping us get these tent revivals going. Um, we're still working on the one down in uh in uh, Dickinson, but it's coming together. It's almost all together. Praise God. We're just going to have to pray that it's going to have to quit raining so we can get that tent up. And so, Lord, we just we just ask for the partners, if God lays it on your heart, to give June a seed, give her a seed. And, Lord, if he lays it on the heart, uh, truly, there's been a lot of money spent. Put up these tents. There's a lot of money involved. And, Lord, uh, if you see anyone out there, uh, if you lay it on anyone's heart to give, let it be, be obedient and uh you're planting into souls you're planting into to people's lives we love you jim i love y'all too and god
0: bless texas <laughs> i was so proud of cruz today he was rocking it in there
1: yeah he was <laughs> yes yeah, he, he was, was. God, i believe god's gonna put that man in there really
0: Oh, we'll yes. See. Amen. Yes, me too. We'll see. Yes, Lord, let it happen. Hey, does Amen. Sherry, Sherry want to greet
2: everybody?
1: You want to greet everybody? Yeah, come on. Mom. Bye, Jim.
2: bye, Rick. No, he doesn't have to leave. It's just <laughs> I was behind the camera and the paperwork. How are I'll you doing? You to have an awesome time when you go to DC. Just be on, you know, be on your assignment, be on your toes, be on everything God's got for you there, June, because it's an assignment that only you can do. Yes.
0: I would like to glean off of your mentorship for a minute. Can I do it? Sure. I I know you're like, why interview me? We have a lot of women ministers watching right now. I would, oh, wow. I would love to ask you a few questions. Is that okay? Sure, absolutely. Okay, now as a pastor's wife, you're like an evangelist wife. What is it like and how do you uh, keep yourself sane as a evangelist wife on the road? I mean...
2: How do I keep myself sane? (laughs) It's got to have its challenges, you know what I'm saying? It definitely has its challenges because uh, it just does. Uh, You know, just being a wife has challenges, you know, to begin with, working with your husband and everything. But um, I'm going to be honest, my time in the Word, taking the time that I need to do the things that I need to do in the Word of God, studying, spending time with the Lord, praying, those are the things that keep me sane
0: Aww. when I get
2: away from that or don't do it. Like I need to be doing yes. it. I, I can feel it. And so, but, but that, that really is the key. Uh, and I love to shop. So, you know, <laughs> if I get to go shopping, that's a great day. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. Now, but anyway, let, but, let me ask you this. When he, I've seen you in action on this, and I've seen what you do. So I want you to tell the women out there, when he is ministering, okay, what do you feel like as a wife? What is your role while he's ministering? What do you do?
2: Well, I remember very, very early on when um, when Rick started ministering, I would sit up there. And I would watch him, and I would just be in awe of how God would use him, uh, just just in total awe. And I'm like, God, I can't believe that's my husband. And, uh, and, and saying those things, and I don't really remember what the specific situation was at the time that it happened. But uh, I heard the Lord one time say, when he's up there preaching, he's my vessel, not your husband. And I want you to view it that way. And I'm like, wow. And so at that particular time, used to Rick would get his messages together and he would preach me the whole, the whole message. And I'd listen and I'd sit there and I'd hear it again. And I'd know, you know, I'd have a general idea of where he was going. But when the, after the Lord told me that I would say, no, I want to hear it with everybody else because you're preaching to me like you are everyone else. You're God's vessel at that time. You're not. So, that was probably a real turning point for me to distinguish because sometimes when, you know, when your husband's preaching something, you're sitting there going, why is he saying that? You know, <laughs> or, 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 you know we're always stories. Yeah. Uh If you're a minister's family, you're always a story. So if you do something silly, you're probably going to end up in a sermon somewhere. Yeah. And you know, that's okay. <laughs> but, you know, I've learned that if someone else can learn from my life to make their life better, it's worth every bit of it. Oh.
0: Well, what advice What advice would you give to, since we have the big Me Too movement of women uh, mm-hmm. and their shenanigans in the country, what would you say to other women out there?
2: Well... I, I believe personally that, that the Me Too movement can be a good thing used in the right way. Okay. It's not something to take lightly. You need to know that you know that you know that when you're opening your mouth and you're putting your mouth against someone else, that it needs to be absolute truth. I believe that uh, I've worked for years as a domestic violence advocate. We uh, dealt with sexual assault. There are many women out there and, and there are men as well that have been sexually assaulted and it does traumatize, traumatize their life. Yes. There's ways, there's places and you can be healed of those scars, but there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. Right. And, I'll, I'll just say this, if you're, you need to be walking with God to get to the other side of it, whatever it is. Uh, I would encourage anyone, if you've ever been in that situation, please speak up. Go to someone that you trust and, and, and get it out and talk about it. Don't keep it inside of you because um, understanding deliverance and stuff and how the demonic works, it definitely will affect you. But you've got to have truth when you go out with something like that. You have to be speaking truth because what happens if you have too many people just throwing things out there because they're angry, because they're mad, because they want to get back at someone, you're going to ruin it for the ones that really, truly have been assaulted and do have an issue and have had these things happen to them. So you you need to be very, very careful that you're speaking truth when you're going to step out in something like this. Now,
0: Sherry, you and Rick have said alongside Dr. Philip Morris, who is, I consider, a spiritual warfare expert. Uh Absolutely. have taught many schools and many conferences on demonology and all the different things having to do with spiritual warfare. Can you explain to the bride, based upon your years of experience, how when something happens in your past like that, how it does affect today if you do not deal with that. Can you explain that a little bit?
2: Yeah, kind of the way I know how to explain it is I I've written a book called Veils. And um, what happens when traumatic events happen in our lives, we begin to put like a veil over our life. We begin to judge everyone and everything off of that event. So the more things that happen to you, the more veils you put on. And all of a sudden, when you view situations or you look at at someone, you're not seeing it as it clearly is. You're seeing it through your pain. You're seeing it through your hurt. Um, An example, a good example of that is someone that uh, has been in an abusive relationship. Until they get healed, they subconsciously will seek someone that will have that kind of behavior because that's what they think they deserve, yeah, and so when they get healed from that, then they won't attract those people anymore, and it's a process of realizing uh, of things things are going to happen to people in their lives, but we have god who heals those wounds and lets us be able to get to the point where something may have happened to you but when you're talking about it it's like you're talking about a total stranger it doesn't have any impact on your feelings your emotions or anything to do with you anymore right. so if you don't get healed from it you're going to judge everything by right. you're going to that every man is an abuser every Man is out to do this for you. Every man is out to get you for something because you're not healed. And that's yeah. not true. Not every one of them are like that.
0: But how do you answer Sherry when they say, well, and you are a new creature when you get saved. You know how a lot of ministries they'll teach, you know, you should not look back. So exactly. How do
2: you deal with that? I, that is true. You are a new creation. But this is getting into some deep stuff because you're a new creation in your spirit.
0: Yeah. The
2: mind hasn't been renewed yet. Good point. And that, that's what has to be renewed. The word tells us you renew your mind by the washing of the word. Well, your spirit man has to grow and grow. And the more your spirit man grows, the more it's going to come out of your mind. But if you don't get the correct thing in your eye gate and your ear gate, to build your spirit man up and heal your mind to what the word of God says you are, you're going to continue to believe the lies in your mind, even though it's not true.
0: That is good.
2: That's the best <laughs> way. <I've played> it.
0: <laughs> well, Sherry, I appreciate now, listen, if you could give advice to
2: America, what would you say? To America? Pray, pray, pray. Um, we, as Christians, we can't be quiet anymore. We, we've we got to stand up and speak truth. Yeah. When you hear spoken in this country, you need to speak truth. Yes. You, you just have to. You have to tell the truth. You have to speak the word of God. The bottom line is people aren't going to like you no matter who you are. Yes. There's going to like you and some not, but you've got to tell the truth. You've got to
0: good yes that is some really good advice because it's the truth that sets us free amen yes all right well hey i love you so much and i thank y'all so much for being on here tonight
2: Thank you.